Whenever I'm going to talk about strategic business planning, I always, always, always start with um, the first two slides. Strategic business plan and a goal without a plan is just a wish. So um, I think lots of people were good at setting goals, but don't understand the elements uh, required behind strategic business planning in order to uh, make that goal into a reality. I think a good business plan, a good um, uh, strategic business plan has a predetermined outcome, which is the goal, um, and a, a set of very simple steps that need to be taken between here and there. And if you focus on the things that, on the steps that you've outlined for yourself, you will just naturally achieve the goal that, uh, and the outcome that you've set. So a good business plan is a predetermined outcome. And, and um, I came across this once on social media and I'm, I'll be surprised if uh, most of the, the guys in this room haven't seen uh, this image because I show it a lot. And to me, in one image, that is what strategic business planning is. On the left-hand side, you've got a good strategic business plan. On the right-hand side, you've got um, effectively a goal uh, without the steps in between in order to get there. And um, funnily enough, I, you know, I bring up New Year's resolutions. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but statistically, two-thirds of people that have set New Year's resolutions pretty much have given up by them by January the 31st every year. And I don't think intent has got anything to do with it. It is there amongst all of us, everyone in the room. I know, you know, everyone intends to be a successful business owner in the room. If, you know, if you don't, you're not sitting in the right room in, in reality. Um, so the intent is there. It's just the, the strategic elements of how to get there is typically always missing. Um, so, People, when they set New Year's resolutions, they're focused on this bit here at the top. They're focused on the goal as such, as opposed to where I like to focus and why I don't set New Year's resolutions. And I don't always look at necessarily what's up here. I focus on this bit. What is my next step? I've created my business plan so that I know I've got the predetermined outcome that I'm going to get to the top of this ladder. But my good strategic business plan is all the rungs and all the... Um, the steps that I've created very close together in order to, to be able to get to the top. What a lot of business owners do is identify this. Some, some don't even identify this and have lots of these and are, are running around all over the place trying to climb ladders that they're not going to be able to climb because there's no, no strategy in, employed. Um, so, so this to me is fundamental. It's a fundamental image. It, it explains absolutely what it is that I think um, is necessary when it comes to putting a, a good strategic plan together. And if you don't have this in place, there is very little reason why um, you should start scaling a business. You shouldn't scale a business if you're still in that position. If you're still in a position of you don't know what your next step is, then you're not ready as such, yeah? Um, the other thing I think that's really important is, you mentioned, Mark, you know, that it's not a business um, goal as such or business New Year's resolution uh, as such, but I think it's important that we're all honest with ourselves as to why we're growing a business as well. Um, and that, that feeds directly into what it is that we're, we're trying to um, achieve, what the goal is. I think there's personal alignment in everything that we do. And you know we'd be lying to ourselves if if we said that that's not there. Um, in my mind, there's only two reasons why you grow a business. There's only two, and one is 
um, it's a lifestyle business. So you're trying to create something that's effectively going to pay you a decent income month in, month out. Uh, and you're going to make yourself as redundant from that process as possible. So that it's, you know, it's paying you something. And the other is um, you're, you're building something with equity in mind so that eventually you can sell it. And there's two different approaches to, to, to planning a business out and understanding um, the, the two differences there. There's the concept that you always build a business to sell because it's just good due diligence to do that. It's good, good to create that foundation. But um, it's, it, you, the, the reality is you make different decisions. If you're trying to create a, a business that's a lifestyle business, um, and you want it to pay you a decent income every month, there's different reasons or, or different moves that you make in business. So I think it's, you know, again, everybody in the room is, is in, again, I believe has intent on scaling and creating a, a big business. And there's nothing wrong with creating a lifestyle business. I absolutely think that, you know, it, it's, it's something that some people should just focus on as opposed to trying to build an empire and exit. Has anyone come across Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Maslow's hierarchy of needs is um, it, it's, a, it's a pyramid structure of what humans um, are motivated by. And once you've so effectively solved one thing, you rank up to the next thing. And the, the first thing is obvious. We, we are motivated by, you know, food, shelter, all of the basic stuff to keep us alive. Yeah, your, your, your needs basically change as, as you've solved one. Yeah, so um, what you've mentioned is, you know, to me, people confuse often um, money with freedom because they're, they're two separate things, I think. I think that most people want freedom. Um, and confuse that want or need with um, needing to get money in order to, to do it. And I think that they're, they're two separate things because very quickly, if you have a good, um, a good business kind of model and structure, it is a one plus one equals two scenario. If again, if you've got a good strategy and you do these steps in this order, it's easy for someone like me because I'm just an extremely objective person it, you know no emotion comes into anything that I consider and um, you know I, I think as good business people you need to get a bit like that um, but you very quickly get to a point where all of those lower needs within Maslow's hierarchy of needs are, are kind of covered they're just um, you know it, it, you, you get to a point quickly where your income just kind of exceeds any type of cost within your business and and um, wealth again is of, is usually measured in time so it's how much time are you able to take out of the business and still have that income coming in to cover what it is that you want to do so um, um, I, I think what can happen is you're you know you quickly satisfied the need um, of of kind of the lifestyle thing and then when that's done, you you realize that actually what I am trying to create here is something a bit more than than necessarily that. Yeah, so I don't think necessarily you create it in tandem, but it changes. But I think, you know, it's hard to grow a business when you're focused on the, the personal stuff, you know, the personal money um, the, the, that you need every month to, to pay your bills. And it's one of the, one of the biggest things that kind of, 
um, causes deflection of attention on what it is on the decisions that we would make in a business. If money didn't play a factor or how much money that we needed for ourselves um, didn't play a factor in any of our business decisions, we probably make a very different business decisions oftentimes at kind of a lower level in business. The, the first goal almost should always be to satisfy your own individual needs within the business, make enough money so you don't, none of, you don't have personal influence on what it is that you're, you're trying to achieve in the business. That said, some people do just want the lifestyle, some people just want the freedom, some people just want the freedom and that's fine. Sharpen the saw, and in my mind, that's, that's everything to do with planning. It's the concept that um, if you're gonna chop a tree down, you spend half of your time sharpening the saw, yeah? Sharpening the ax so that you can, you, so you know every swing that you're taking is effective. What most business owners do is, you know, pound the, the tree with a blunt ax. You know, so you're putting all of this hard work and effort into something, but you're, um, you know, spend all day there if you want to, you're not getting that tree down. So, you know, and again, this feeds back to strategic business planning. If you've got an excellent uh, strategic business plan and you know the steps that you take, it becomes easy to do the work. It becomes easy to do the hard work. I think hard work, and this one for, uh, to address for you, Mick, um, is a prerequisite. It's so important that, you know, hard work, it, hard work has to happen. And I, um, I, I dislike it when, uh, you know, what the, one, one of the key pieces of advice that you see of like online influencers and entrepreneurs and stuff is like, you must work, you must work hard. That's like the difference between me and you is I've got, it's like got nothing to do with it. I think everyone, everyone works hard. Again, I'm objective, so I don't want to turn into a philosophical thing, but you know, it is, it, it, pretty much every single time, you know, 10 times out of 10 type thing, the, the people, you know, again, when you get the, when Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when you get the kind of the basics sorted out, everything else just becomes about the journey. At the end of the day, if you've done this bit, if you've got the plan, you've worked and you've sharpened the ax, yeah, you've done this bit, so you know all of your hard work is climbing you up the ladder every single time. The, the only challenging bit in reality, acquiring customers is it's, it's operational in truth. You know, you have to be a good salesperson, but as a sales process that you stick to, you can very much, um, you know, you, you develop that skill in somebody or yourself and you can predict the amount of customers coming through. The harder bit is finding people to actually deliver the work, deliver the sales and deliver the operations. Spending this time on th this part of your business is, is sharpening the ax. You know, again, if you've got all of this time, the, the execution and the work is the easy bit. It's the planning, the direction, which is the hard bit, and this is the direction. Um, if you've got a good business plan, you can lift the aims and objectives from it. But your executive summary, your uh, company overview is just an introduction in reality to, to your company, who owns it, the history of the company, um, you, you kind of your mission and vision, all of that kind of stuff. Um, product lines. I think one of the biggest things that's missed in in companies is oftentimes companies don't know what it is that they're selling. Um, they don't know what the product is. And again, it's easier to think about what the product is if you go down the route of, okay, it is, you know, we're doing something that's either supply fit or supply and fit. If you kind of categorize everything into that, it's easy to come up with um, units of what it is that you're selling. It might, you might be selling man hours. You might be selling boilers. You might be selling... Um, rewires for example but you want to try and quantify into units as 
as much as you can, like what the actual product is that, that your business is selling. Um, target market is, again, um, really important in terms of market penetration in reality. And again, objectively looking at it, not really bothered about um, the fluffy bit of the target market of this is my, you know, um, uh, customer avatar and all that kind of stuff. I think that's important when you're considering marketing and sales process. The target market is um, what percentage of market penetration am I looking for in order to make this business model successful? You've got access to what information you've got access to. Outside of that, you can, I mean, Google in reality is the, the go-to place, isn't it? It's, you know, for example, finding out how many services are done within the geographical area that you're operating in on an annual basis is a challenging bit of information to find. But you'd start with Google and beyond that, you know, there's some half decent um, marketing agencies out there that will actually produce you a set of yeah. estimates. You need to make sure that your business plan aligns to what market penetration that you want. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about target market is basically making sure there's enough of what it is that you're trying to sell in the area that you're selling it and you're not trying to project that you're penetrating, you know, 100% of it or 200% of it because it's not feasible. Yeah, competition it is an obvious one. I hopefully, you don't have to go through that. But competitor analysis is the most part. It's finding out who your main competitors are um, and what they're offering, typically through their marketing and their sales process, outside of what you're offering or within what you're offering, and just identifying how you can set yourself apart from that. Marketing strategy, uh, again, won't go through the detail of this, but a, a layered um, lead generation strategy is what I'm talking about. Not, again, you know, going to post, uh, you know, a couple of um, uh, social media posts on Instagram type thing, advertising what it is. That's, I don't care about that. What we care about is quantified lead generation in terms of where our business is coming from. For consumers, that's easy to do for business to business it's it's much harder your sales cycle for a consumer might be an hour's sales appointment your sales cycle for a um uh selling to a another business might be a year so um it's completely different um kind of metrics that you're measuring on i'll be honest if i was going to get into the supply and fit game and start immediately now i would find the, the thing that um I can go to consumers with because it's a quick sales cycle. I know literally it's lead generation set, sell, yeah? And I'd find a thing where I can uh, know the market is good and exists. I don't need a huge amount of penetration um, to make it work and the gross profit margin is good. If I can do, if I can find those things, um, I would, that's the type of business I would set up straight away off, you know, from a, from a standing start. Let's get back into the crux of this then. Um, so marketing strategy, um, Again, d there's differences between uh, consumer and business uh, for obvious reasons. Sales process. So um, sales process, hopefully everybody's got their own you know, sales process. That's pretty much the blueprint that, the, that we issue out for the most part when it comes to consumers at least. Um, but there's different businesses like Warren, for example, your um, sales process in your business is extremely different to for the reactive um, maintenance, for example, is extremely different to, you know, uh, an installation element of the business where you're going uh, and taking a customer through a brochure, for example, and selling to them. It's timeline and metrics. So, um, I, I, 
basically one of the, the key things that I like people to get to is being able to illustrate on one page is the metrics in the business that we are actually aiming for, like the five or six metrics in the business that allows us to understand where our priorities are, um, what it is that we um, need to focus on. I mentioned to you, Lewis, earlier about financial forecast, which you know is the kind of the underpinning thing of all of this stuff, and then cash flow and funding, which I don't think I think we're starting to get into the territories of discussing this stuff more. But in reality, to make the business work, you need good people. And in reality, you need to incur the cost of having good people for a period of time before they start delivering, which causes cash flow pinches naturally. If you employ the best engineers, the best um, salespeople, they're going to cost you money. Um, they'll deliver, but not immediately. You bring them on, there's cost of recruitment, there's cost of training, there's cost of um, learning curve. Very, very expensive because it's a difficult market to employ in. Um, but you do all of those things you might be three months in on recruitment costs and salaries before you really start seeing a genuine return on investment. So then it's, you know, it might be six grand a month. Yeah, you might be 20 grand deep before you, as an investment before you even start seeing a return on that investment. Profit isn't our major concern right now. Um, we're not trying to make money right now. We're trying to invest everything into uh, a company to create equity to make money. So does that make sense? And that goes back all the way back to you know lifestyle business versus equity business. You're prepared to sacrifice short-term profit for long-term gain, and that's you know and not again not necessarily where people um, want to get to. So and that's fine if you don't, but that's um, a, a consideration that needs to be had. Cash cash flow forecasting is kind of the next step beyond. Um, uh, Profit and loss forecasting is cash flow forecasting, and then there's one big element in cash cash flow forecasting that needs to be considered that um, that we don't consider on profit and loss, and it's uh, tax usually it's VAT, which is the biggest thing of flow of cash in and out of your business, and that wreaks havoc with your quarterly cash flow. So you want to be able to navigate that as as much as possible, and then you know th stupid things like corporation tax um, that you know comes around every now and then. Um, and then uh, from there, you lift um, your set of um, aims and objectives into, into one page. So you've got your, your list of aims, your list of objectives. Thank you for listening to the Trade Mastermind Trade Secrets podcast. If you want to find out how Trade Mastermind can help you further, head to our website, trademastermind.co.uk. And don't forget to like and subscribe.